simplifying the distracted brand of the United Methodist Church, with Indiana Area Bishop Julius Trimble and Indiana Conference lay leader David Johns on the Be Encouraged segment of the United Methodist People podcast with Rev. Dr. Brad Miller, episode number 53. Because no matter what happens, the, the reality is that we're, we are in the business of, of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And we got, we got to work on the brand, but we got to not lose track of what the brand is all about and what we're here to do. Welcome to the United Methodist People Podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes that strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to accomplishing the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. The United Methodist People Podcast helps clergy and church leaders connect with key insights, hear inspiring stories, and learn from the people making a difference in the United Methodist Church through conversation and commentary. And now, here's Brad. Hello, good people. Welcome to the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. This is the podcast where we look to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church through conversation and commentary. You can always go to unitedmethodistpodcast.com for a back catalog of over 50 of our episodes where we speak to the matters that are important to the United Methodist Church as we seek new directions and new ways of doing things. One of some of the aspects of doing things as the church is our brand. Today, we're going to be speaking to what it means to be a United Methodist. What is our brand as United Methodist? With a former executive in the automobile industry, David Johns, who now serves as a lay leader of the Indiana area and Indiana area Bishop Julius Trimble, who is has our Be Encouraged segment of our podcast. We're going to be talking today about three things where we talk about what we can learn. We're going to learn about what it means to have a brand. Is a brand an asset or a liability? How are we perceived as a church? And how our United Methodist brand is multifaceted and how that has implications on how we are viewed by the world. We're going to feel David and Bishop Trimble are going to talk about the frustration of being misbranded, of being, you know, one thing for all people. We're also going to talk about how the cross and flame in many parts of the world, especially in Africa and in places such as that, the cross and flame is seen as a real sign of hope and encouragement. We're also going to talk about some of the frustration of how some of our children and grandchildren uh how the how David and Bishop really want to see our church as being not a place of divisiveness but a place where the main thing of loving Jesus Christ is lifted up. We're going to talk about what we can learn and what we can feel. When we come back on the other side of this conversation, we're going to talk about what we can do about this. This is part one of a two-part conversation about branding in the United Methodist Church, about simplifying the distracted brand in the United Methodist Church. Our guest today, David Johns. And Bishop Julius Trimble, let's get into this conversation right now. An ongoing feature of our podcast has been 
talking with Indiana area Bishop Julius Trumbull about many matters concerning the church. And one of the great things we can do is bring in other guests. And today we have another guest with us who is a very involved uh, layperson from Kokomo, Indiana. He, his name is David Johns. He has retired from the automotive industry, but was very involved in that part of the world and things such as branding and marketing and helping in the automotive industry. And now he's translating his skills as the lay leader of the Indiana Conference and lead the lay Indiana. He has a lot of thoughts about uh, how we are perceived as a church. But first of all, Bishop, welcome to the podcast and help us welcome David. Well, thank you, Dr. Brad Miller, my friend and uh, colleague. Thank you for hosting us and David Johns, uh, our conference leader. Some folks might not know what that is. So even as you, before you launch into your, into your comments around branding, what is a conference lay leader in the United Methodist Church? Bishop, I'd be happy. It's funny, my, my notes commented on, on how things have changed. And the United Methodist Church, I love the structure of the church in that we have a clergy in the local church. And we make sure there's a member of laity there to be the voice of the laity and a connection with the clergy. And that's the local church lay leader. And then as you know, we're organized then into districts and to maintain a connection at the district level, the district lay leader communicates with the local church lay leaders and stays connected to the conference superintendent to maintain that connection as well. And as we, as we move through the organization, then the district lay leaders come together at the board of laity where the conference lay leader brings those voices together and grabs what's going on throughout the various districts and shares those with the bishop. And Bishop Trimble and I try to meet just about once a month, every other month except conference month, and we typically skip, skip December, where we have these chats about what's going on, what I'm hearing, what he's hearing, to share the information back and forth. So I think it's a, a great system to maintain that connectivity between laity, clergy, laity, and the overall way that or, the, the, the conference is organized. I think that may be, Brad, why they call us Methodists. You think? I don't know. <laughs> we got a system, don't we? We got a method about our madness, and sometimes it is maddening at times, but uh, most of, <laughs> much of the time it is uh, 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 organization for a purpose. Uh, Wesley talked about, you know, being organized to beat the devil and things like that. We, it's, I think it's important also to lift up David's connection that he is the conference lay leader, which has to do with the state of Indiana, but he is also very involved with his local church. And, and of course, you and I, Bishop, always talk about the, the vitality of the local church and the local church pastor and local church lay leadership. And so, David, just give us just one thing about your local church. Tell us about it. Just I, I think the the I'm going to back up a little bit because it's important sometimes to recognize what we think our problems are God's way of giving us solutions. A few years ago, uh, our church was diagnosed with, with mold that forced us to take everything, everything out of the sanctuary. It's funny, but when a sanctuary has been around for a number of years, there's a lot of stuff that shows up there. You're not exactly sure how it got there. And as we started pulling stuff out, we found stuff needed to be repaired, brought a whole new sanctuary in place. But what really happened was people coming together to work on that sanctuary and seeing people pull together. And then a few years later, we decided to do some other renovation projects and, and discovered that sometimes the, the best way to do stuff is to not have enough money to do it, but have enough people who want to do it and do it together. Uh, whenever we talk about shortages or there's not a way to do things, I, I think we just don't think hard enough about we worry about obstacles that are really non-existent and we put our mind to it. I, I walk away saying the, the blessings we have was a problem that showed up and turned out the problem was nothing more than a good vehicle for us to be pulled together. 
As a matter of fact, I, I had the unfortunate experience of, of a colleague of mine who recently passed away, and I have the, the pictures of him helping framing together, put stuff back together, and my memories of him are how we all stood and worked together hour after hour, friends and neighbors, brothers and sisters together for a common cause. So maybe maybe that's the whole point of, of connection is to not forget uh, how to pull ourselves together to make things happen. Very well said and a good metaphor for the church as a whole and how we have, are facing some challenges in our denomination and in our local churches right now that are pretty profound. And Bishop, I know you really wanted to talk to David about some of his insights and some of the things he's brought to you regarding how we are perceived as a church. Yeah, David, Yeah, David, you've talked a lot recently, and we've talked about this, about this whole notion of branding. And I shared with David that I know when I've traveled across the globe, particularly in Africa, how important the flame and the cross is. Even in these little rural villages, uh, wherever there's a United Methodist Church or a clinic or a school, they really uh, uh, value the flame and the cross to symbolize here is the presence of the United Methodist Church. But I think you meant more than just that, the whole notion of branding. Why don't you comment on 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 what we what what you're hearing and also what you what you've learned and experienced about branding good the good and bad of it be happy to it, it's it's kind of interesting it, it, as as i started out i was a local church lay leader which means i had one church that wasn't too bad then i became the district lay leader and discovered a little over a hundred churches and then became the conference lay leader and now it's over a thousand churches and the implications of that are that we got to be careful at how we look at the annual conference, the thousand churches, as all being the same, thinking the same, looking the same, or even how they view branding the same. In, in the automotive world, branding is pretty important because you're, you're trying to make a symbol or some idea people know who you are. And of late, um, who we are has gotten a bit uh, distracting. Uh, the views, some of the views are accurate, some are not. Uh, there are churches out there that are very much Methodist. The brand of the, of the UMC is very, very strong. When I travel, that's what I look for for a church to attend. There's some other areas where it's suffered a bit, and it's important for us to understand what's what's creating that. And there are others that really want to distance themselves from this notion. And so you always look at brands as far as are they an asset or liability and why that is, and is, is there something you really need to do about it? Because no matter what happens, the, the reality is that we're, we are in the business of, of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And we got, we got to work on the brand, but we got to not lose track of what the brand is all about and what we're here to do and how to focus on that purpose. And by focusing on that purpose, we begin to help people understand what we really stand for. Uh, because the brands, the brand, there's just a lot of information. And I'll be honest with you, I visit churches, not all the information is accurate. Some of it is. But how do we keep, the, keep our eyes on the ball of what we're here for, work the brand issue off the side? It's interesting because we, the, the car guys, I think I had a conversation prior to this about the notion of electric vehicles coming. And, and they are. That doesn't mean the electric, the, the car guys don't keep selling cars. And, and our job is irrespective of these notions. We all work that as part of our family, but we can't quit talking about Jesus. So I guess, Bishop, my notion of branding is we got to keep our eye on the ball of branding but not at the exclusion of keeping our eye on mission and ministry, which is what our job is. That sounded like a really diplomatic conference lay leader way of saying, stop worrying about postponement of general conferences. Just make disciples of Jesus Christ 
love God, love neighbor, and welcome everybody to the church. Bishop, you're very good. I, I, we've had this conversation before. I guess the member of laity and not having gone to all the theology class, I do keep it simple. Jesus is a pretty simple guy. He said, love God, right? Love neighbor, tell the good news. And keep your eye on that ball. You'll be okay. Love that. Well, David, what do you think? Uh, we're talking about being on brand and kind of being true to our brand, you know, loving God, love neighbor. You no, know, I just preach this series of sermons by the three simple rules, you know, do no harm, do good, stay in love with God. And uh, I think that's important that we do that. But I think the reality is, uh, and I'd like for Bishop, you to comment on this as well as David, uh, we're off brand a lot of times. A lot of people perceive us differently. We're perceived in political terms or perceived in non, uh, be just being non-relevant to real life issues. So David or Bishop, what are some of the things that are getting us the United Methodist Church off brand? What are we going to do about it? Well, some, I think one of the things that gets us off brand is when people misbrand us as a single note church. Uh, so some people say the flame, oh, that's the church that's, that doesn't welcome LGBTQ persons or they're always fighting about who's in and who's out, as opposed to that's the church that that is noted for responding when there are disasters all over the world or right here in Indiana, or that's the church that's part of the safety net to address food insecurity in Indiana, or that's the church where there's a child care center where my granddaughter goes to. No, we're often misbranded or often, and I think maybe justifiably so, said that's the place where maybe I've experienced church hurt. Sometimes we're misbranded and sometimes we lean into the wrong things that are associated with a uh, denomination. It's interesting that, uh, Brad, you mentioned about sermons. Lately, I've been asked to also supply some messages at one of the churches. And I, I talked about the notion of, of the understanding of the word love and that it means caring about someone as much as you care about yourself. And I can't help but be drawn to Scripture. And you guys can correct me because I'm going to do this from memory. But where Jesus tells his disciples, you know, last man I give you is love each other as much as I have loved you. And by this, people will know you are my disciples. And someplace here, I've given that message a couple of times. I think we've kind of forgotten that commandment that, you know, we can we can disagree and we can have all these things. But we, we get misbranded because we don't show that part of our discipleship that says that, that that's how we still feel about each other. Uh, I have I have four adult children, and they're, they're going to be more influenced by our actions than by our signs and by our brochures. And those actions are what's going to brand us, if you will. And we got, if we keep our eye in the right spot, and I will keep preaching that notion, the, these other things, you know, we've, we've had conflicts in church for a long time. We just have to learn how to budget the right energy to them so that we don't end up being known, as Bishop said, the church of the this, as opposed to the church of Jesus Christ. And that's the battle we have as leaders, not to, to, to get trapped in this other mode we don't keep that message clear and clean. Yeah, it's tough. It, it is a challenge. We have some really hard debates to deal with, but nevertheless, we have to figure out how to deal with them, not at the expense of sharing that message. Brad, you, you're, a, you're a better historian than I am, but a quote by John Wesley, uh, sometimes it's used and sometimes abused, uh, is that though we cannot think alike, may we not all love alike. May we not be one of of one heart, though we are not of one opinion. And uh, that's somehow we've lost that in our society today. If we're not of one opinion, we can't be of one heart. If we're not of one opinion, we can't be respectful equally. Uh, we can't remember that we all are persons of sacred worth. The, the church should be leading the way as the engine, not the caboose and demonstrating, as David just said, the, the message of Jesus, that they will know we are Christians 
indeed by our love. It's uh, awesome to share both the scriptural basis, as David did, and the Wesleyan theology, which you did uh, there, Bishop. And uh, I just want to kind of bring us back into the context of where of the world that we live in right now with a lot of division and a lot of, of uh, separatism, if you will, that is both within the church and in the world and in society. We got to keep the focus on what's the main thing. And yet we still got to speak to these various divisive groups and still love them and care for them regardless. And David, I'm kind of wondering if maybe there are some lessons we might learn uh, from the business world. You come to us from the automotive industry and are well, well versed into what's going on in the business world. Is there any lessons learned from the business world that we can apply to the church that that is so fragmented sometimes and our world is so fragmented that can help us to uh, get back on track a little bit. Yeah, I, I think, it, you know, automotive, the, the world of automotive goes through lots of different changes and we kind of forget some of the challenges automotive went through. I, I never forget, you know, I've had bosses all along kept me focused on, you know, our purpose and, and not to, not that we didn't have strong debates, not that we didn't have strong disagreements, not that we didn't have some knockdown drag outs, but in the end to recognize that we had, a joint purpose. And that purpose, you know, I, I, I take that the same, the same with the church world. I, I'm, I'm a great debater. I don't mind arguing. I'm not ha- having those fights. But the point at which they're no longer productive, the point at which they no longer move us in the direction of the purpose, it's time to quit those. And I may have to disagree with you agreeably, but in the end, make no mistake, our time and resources is focused on that objective. And that's what I learned from the car business. You get ty- terribly distracted by, you know, what that vendor's doing. You didn't you know, just like right now, there are chip shortages, which I giggle about. I once ran a plant that made those chips. You can't just stop and, and whine about it. You've got to find a path forward that keeps that going. And as a church, as Night Master Church, we've got to keep looking for that path forward one way or another in spite of the disagreements because the disagreements will continue and not let those disagreements so tear us apart. They're so hurtful that we can't ever recover from them. Uh, Brad, I'm going to go back in time and, and, and share a very personal comment. I, I'm, I, I came up through the Vietnam era and a lot of conflicts there, and a lot of hurtful things were said. And, and I regret we didn't find a way to reconcile those differences because the world changed, the time changes. And I look at this hurtfulness now and say to myself, Dave, don't don't get yourself in that spot where you're so hurtful it can't ever be fixed because Christ had this ability to love us no matter how dumb we got, no matter how many big mistakes we got, how many mistakes I continue to make, and all he asks is that we extend that same grace to other people around us. And when we talk about love, I'm not talking about that mushy, romantic stuff. I'm talking about this notion that I care as much about you as I care about myself because that's what Christ did for me. And maybe if we get a little more of that, we could see past some of the arguments and recognize, Bishop, I may not agree on some stuff ever, but it will not change the fact that he's my friend and my bishop. And we're going to agree, disagree. Believe it or not, my wife and I don't agree on everything. That's probably a shock to you guys. And yet our relationship remains strong. And I want this church to have a strong relationship and figure out how to deal with our differences without it tearing us apart. Because I want my kids to see a church that welcomes them to the world of Jesus Christ, not the world of all the divisiveness. And so I have a very a very romantic dream. We'll somehow get our way around it. But I think if we turn to, turn to Christ and to God and look for a direction, we can pull that off. We just got we just got to quit being a little bit too full of ourselves. Take our minds off that little bit and let Christ with it. What a treat it's been today to have on episode number 53 of the United Methodist People podcast, David Johns. 
Indiana Area Indiana Conference lay leader of the United Methodist Church. He brought his expertise in the automobile industry into into play in our conversation today with Bishop Julius Trimble on B, the Be Encouraged segment of our podcast. I hope that you heard this interchange of ideas between the three of us in this conversation. I hope it's helpful to you, and I hope that you'll come back again next time on episode two when we continue this conversation. But let's talk for a minute about what we have learned, what we have felt, and what we can do about it. We learned a little bit of what branding is all about, about assets and liability. We had the feeling of some of the frustration and some of the uh, the, the situation being misbranded. But what are we going to do about it? David and Bishop Trimble talked about keeping the main thing the main thing. Keep our eye on the ball. Keep our eyes on Jesus. And if we just focus on making disciples of Jesus Christ, then we're going to be seen as the church that does respond to disaster, that responds in a helpful way, not a divisive, hurtful way. The action here is to focus on Jesus first foremost and always. And I commend that to you in this conversation. Please join us again next time on, on episode on part two of this interview with David Johns and Bishop Treple when we go deeper into what it means to be a person of sacred worth and be a church of sacred worth and to, to, to take seriously the phrase, they all know we are Christians by our love. We also invite you to stay tuned and in the future, in the not-too-distant future, in the early part of 2022, when Bishop Trimble will have his own podcast, and I'll be helping host that, called the Be Encouraged Podcast. You can look for that in your podcast directory, directories in early, uh, in January of 2022. The United Methodist People podcast is hosted by myself, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, and we are all about here helping to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church and be helpful to United United Methodist clergy and lay people and to the church as we navigate difficult times here in 2021 and into 2022. I think it's helpful that we do this that we always keep the main thing, the main thing, a focus on Jesus Christ. I turn now to the words of John Wesley, which I think are applicable to our conversation here today. I quote, Though we cannot think alike, may we not love alike. May we not be of one heart, though we are not of one opinion. Without all doubt, we may herein, all the children of God may unite, notwithstanding these smaller circumstances. Good words from Mr. Wesley. And until next time, friends, remember to do all the good that you can. Thanks so much for listening to the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. You can continue the conversation and commentary about strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church to accomplish our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Visit the United Methodist People podcast on the web at unitedmethodistpodcast.com and connect at facebook.com slash unitedmethodistpodcast. And always do all the good you can.